Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. It is such a privilege and such an honor to be with you today to be able to share this message of God's amazing grace and how wonderful that grace is today that you and I have the opportunity. Jesus died and did a finished work on the cross. Grace provided everything, and now we take our faith and manifest what grace has provided. Now, that's a wonderful revelation if we can get a hold of it, because the Holy Spirit's number one job is to show you grace. So all He wants to do is show you grace. Now, everybody's preaching that we get born again by grace, but grace doesn't stop there. Every day of our life is grace. Everything that's in Christ we receive by grace, whether it's healing. You know, God is not going to do anything else for you. He's done everything He's going to do. Now, listen to me. You're not trying to win the battle. The battle that is raging is in your mind. And the, the, the Bible said, Be ye not conformed to this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, if you're going to renew something, if you renew a magazine subscription, that means you've already had the magazine subscription one time. So at some point in time, you had the perfect mind. Even though 1 Corinthians 2 and 16 says that you and I have the mind of Christ, we've got to understand that it's a finished work through the blood of Jesus. And because of that finished work, it's not about our performance. It's not about our efforts. It's about what He did on the cross to redeem us. And everybody writes me letters and says, well, Pastor, don't you believe that we got to live right? I think if you could live right, you wouldn't have needed the Holy Spirit. So you're saying, Pastor, what are you saying? Here's what I'm saying. Go out and do anything that you'd like to do. Anything you'd like to do, go ahead and do it. Because if you're born again and you really have a spirit with the Lord, He's the thing that you, you're not going to want to do those things anymore. You're not going to want to go out and, and do those things. You know, pastors are saying, don't do this and don't do this and don't do this and don't do that. Paul said, look, guys, in Romans 7 and 7, he said, I wouldn't even have known what covenants was if it hadn't have been from the law. In other words, the only thing that turned me to covenant, you ever, remember growing up and your mom and daddy would say, you know what, now don't go in that room or don't go behind that door. What was the number one thing you wanted to do? You wanted to go behind that door. You wanted to go in that room. But I want you to understand that Jesus has opened the door that you and I, according to Galatians chapter 5, verse 18, but if you're led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you are not under the law. In other words, what he's saying here, guys, if you're led by the Spirit, you can't be led by the law. And if we are led by the Spirit, we cannot be led by the law. That's a marvelous thing because we got to understand that. The law increases sin. Anytime you try to live up to a standard, you're always going to fall lower than that standard. And so the Bible says that you and I are no longer in the flesh, but we're in the Spirit, according to Romans. So now you and I are spirit beings. So what he's saying is, but if you're led by the Spirit, now everybody will tell you that's acting right and doing the right thing all the time. That's not true. Because what do you judge right and wrong by? You have to have some standards to judge right and wrong. I'm not saying, Pastor, you can go out and run 70 miles an hour in a 55, you're going to get a ticket. Because there's consequences in the world system. But what I'm trying to tell you is Jesus hadn't put a bunch of stipulations on you that you can't wear this, you can't dress like this, you can't look like this. I mean, think about it. Look how far the church has come away from what Pentecostalism was. And Pentecost don't even mean anything but 50. But look how far we've come away from what the dress code was 50 years ago. Because if you dress holy, you looked holy. But dressing holy didn't make you holy. Jesus is what made us holy. Jesus is what made us upright. Jesus is what delivered and set us free. And so we got to understand something here. Now, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And all of us with an unveiled face because we continue to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into His own image in 
in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now we know that in Exodus 23 that Moses came to God and he said, God, I want to see your glory. And the Bible said that Jesus said, you know what? You can't see my glory and live. But I'll put you in the cleft of the rock and I'll walk by and I'll let you see my backside. In other words, I'll let you see the law side of me but you can't see the face of me because you see the face of me. The grace of me is going to change you. That's why when he met the woman with the issue of blood, he turned and looked at her and focused on her. He said, what did he say? He said, somebody's made a demand on me. In other words, here's what I've learned from this. When you look into his eyes and see his grace, immediately you receive his faith. And so he receives your faith when you receive his grace. And that's the marvelous thing about this message of grace because Moses wanted to see the glory of the Lord. He couldn't see it. After he died, he'd been dead 1,500 years, he shows up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. And there's Peter, James, and John down at the foot of the mountain. And they look up and Moses and Jesus and Elijah are talking. And look, all of a sudden, Peter looks up and he said, Lord, do we, oh, do we, do we need to even be here? This is, this is powerful. Do we, the prophet and the law, they're both gone, and yet here they are talking with you. Do we need to build three tabernacles? But I want you to understand what happened. All of a sudden, Peter, James, and John. Peter means the law. James means replacement. And John means grace. So all of a sudden, Moses is seeing the face of God in grace. And he looks and he sees God through Jesus. And all of a sudden, Jesus said, No. All of a sudden, cloud covers the, the mountain and all of a sudden, Moses and Elijah is gone and it's just Jesus. And he said, no, I'm all you need now. You don't need the prophet. You don't need the law. You just need my marvelous grace. See, that's the beauty of his marvelous grace. And that's what he's wanting to reveal to you and I today. The love and the compassion of that marvelous grace. It's not based on your effort. It's not based on you doing right. It's based on you thinking right. And if you can think righteous, you can act righteous. Listen to me. You try, we're trying to change people's way of behavior. You're not going to change behaviors until you change the way people think. If you can change the way people think, you can change the way they act. I want to tell you, that's God's marvelous grace. He's wrapped you in abundance of marvelous grace, supplied it everything for you, and all you do is take your faith that He's given you, and you activate what grace has provided. He loves you, He's got a plan for you, and it is good, because that's the beauty of grace.